أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته for those few of you who are immediate listeners I apologize for the delay in tonight's installment uh, I've been driving the whole night from uh, from uh, Chicago to Indianapolis where uh, the Masjid Salam has been kind enough to allow the pulpit to be given to Islamic relief in order to exhort the pious and fasting Muslims in order to give for the orphans of the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So I just arrived uh in Indianapolis and hope to get a little bit of sleep after this recording inshallah and then right after Jummah I get a shoot back to back to Chicago in order to uh, raise money for those uh, same beloved orphans uh, in Salat al-Taraweeh on Friday night so please make dua inshallah that Allah Ta'ala open the hearts up and that Allah Ta'ala allow us to be used for the service of the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so we continue with the ninth year of the Mubarak Hijrah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In the ninth year, the expedition to Tabuk was undertaken. Tabuk is a place north of Hijaz uh, in the northwestern quadrant of the Arabian Peninsula. This was the last uh, campaign, martial campaign of the most noble Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. On Thursday, the 5th of Rajab, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, marched from Medina Tayyibah, the most pure, with 20,000 of his companions to break the power of Heraclius, the Roman Emperor. Uh, although he defeated in the Battle of Mu'ta, the Romans still cherished the idea of attacking Medina Munawwara. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fortified it and keep it protected from all of its enemies until the end of time and every day increase it in its honor. On this occasion, the heat was extreme and the companions were suffering the dire straits of their poverty. A great effort was therefore made in order to raise funds for this campaign. The ladies even contributed whatever jewelry they possessed. Despite this, the state of the Muslim army, uh, 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 despite the state of the Muslim army of their poverty, the Romans became very fearful and petitioned for peace. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, accepted their request and a pact of peace was concluded. After a stay of 20 days at Tabuk, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, returned to Medina Tayyibah and the entire journey was an ordeal of two months. And the, the, the leaving of the, the army from Medina Munawwara to Tabuk was for no other reason except for to finish the unfinished business from the Battle of Mu'ta. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, went out to uh, avenge the losses that were incurred and to show the uh, Romans that it wasn't just a one-time show, that any time they set foot into the Arabian Peninsula, they're going to be met with uh, force and with power and it wasn't worth it for them to to set foot on the, the watan of the Prophet On his way back to Medina Munawwara, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, set fire 
to a place known as Masjid al-Dirar. It wasn't a true masjid, rather it was established by the hypocrites as a venue of conspiracy for plotting against the Muslims. So basically, uh, the hypocrites of Medina Munawwara, because of their inability to openly mock and deride the deen of the Prophet ﷺ, they had to profess Islam outwardly, but uh, they were not really into it. And so one of the uh, stupid ideas that they had was that they'll make their own quote-unquote masjid uh, so that they don't have to go to the masjid of the Prophet and that way they can show that they're that they're uh, you know still you know ostensibly Muslims, but uh, not have to basically get with the program of Islam. And uh, this is unfortunately a tendency that some people have. And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, because of his knowledge of wahi, he uh, and of the unseen, he knew that this masjid was. Uh, built for no reason other than nifaq, so he had the permission from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to burn it down. Unfortunately, many of us, we take Islam as an identity, and it's just a political thing for us. There are many people really, wallah al I don't know why they even bother coming to the masjid, except for they have some sort of political stake in it. Um, and so when any matter of deen or speech regarding deen or the sacred law of Islam or the spiritual teachings of Islam are invoked, those people are the first ones to flip out and have an allergic reaction to the deen. And oftentimes they will make their own groups and then they will use the name of Islam or the word of Islam or Muslim uh, or the symbolism or imagery or the terminology of Islam in order to retain that culture and that, that identity uh, without any sort of deen whatsoever. And Allah Ta'ala spare us from having such an empty and hollow Islam ever. Uh, and the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, remember, uh, he, uh, you know, he burned the Masjid al-Dirar. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Himself uh, censured and blamed those who made the Masjid al-Dirar. And Allah Ta'ala praised and honored the Ansar radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And he said, وَلَا مَسْجِدٌ أُسِّسَ عَلَى التَّقْوَى مِنْ أَوْلِ يَوْمٍ أَحَقُّ أَنْ تَقُومَ فِيهِ فِيهِ رِجَالٌ يُحِبُّ أَنْ يَتَّهِرُوا وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُطَّهِرِينَ uh, يُحِبُّونَ أَنْ يَتَّهِرُوا وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُطَّهِرِينَ That an actual masjid, the real masjid is built on the fear of Allah Ta'ala. If the fear of Allah Ta'ala is something that's going to be mocked and jeered or it's going to be dismissed off of hand, then you know how flimsy the, the, the basis of that masjid is. That the basis of a masjid is the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In such a masjid are those men who love to purify themselves and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who purify themselves. And here, uh, you know, lest people get mixed up in gender uh, politics or issues, um, the word rajul and rijal, when used in the uh, the, the context of the spiritual uh, teachings of Islam. It has to do not with a biological gender, rather with a, a set of qualities. There are certain qualities Allah Ta'ala put in, masculinity, uh, some of which are desirable even in a woman. Uh, and those are not the biological qualities, rather those are the qualities that are good in a man, honor, uprightness sacrifice etc just like there are certain qualities that are beautiful in a woman that also if a man were to take them it would make them beautiful as well 
which is like haya, uh, having uh, shyness or, or bashfulness or shame, uh, depending on the context, or like uh, uh, having softness uh, with other people. And uh, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised the masjid of Quba, which was the first masjid that the Ansar built. Allah ta'ala give all of us the tawfiq of visiting it in Medina Munawwara uh, as the model of what a masjid should be made like, not not this uh, masjid that was built on, on, on nifaq and on hypocrisy. In the ninth year of the Hijjah, the first Hajj in Islam was also effected. The first Hajj of Islam was executed in this year. A detachment of 300 Muslims under Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu uh, uh, left to make the necessary Hajj arrangements. Thereafter, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu wa karramallahu ta'ala wajhahu was dispatched to announce the total disassociation uh, from the kuffar. These verses of bara'a, of severing ties with the kuffar and annulling pacts are mentioned in the Surah Al-Bara'a. Bara'a is another name for Surah Al-Tawbah. Uh, um, in this year, this ninth year of Hijra, basically the Messenger of Allah وسلم, announced that, that no, uh, uh, no sanction or quarter to the uh, idolatrous, uh, idolatrous religion that was prevalent in the Arabian Peninsula would be given any longer by the Muslims. Any pacts that were currently valid once they expired, they were not going to be renewed. And uh, that idolaters were no longer allowed to uh, bring their idols or, or perform their idolatry uh, in any land that the, uh, that the Muslims had sovereignty in. And uh, uh, this is actually a part of our sacred sharia that the worship of the idols of the mushrikeen, Lat and Uzza and Manat and Hubal and uh, all the other uh, Nail and Isaf, etc. Um, that that religion is the only religion that receives absolutely no sanction or protection by our sharia. Rather, wherever it's, uh, it was found, it was effaced. And by Allah's fadl, it's been uh, wiped off of the face of the earth for so many centuries for over a thousand years and uh, uh, this hajj was the announcement of this complete uh, 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 this complete disassociation and uh, lack of, of any pact or, or, or continuance of, of relations with this uh, uh, completely uh, uh, jahil and ignorant religion which was made up by shaitan in order to make a fool out of the Arabs and uh, 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 the Messenger of Allah وسلم, by Allah's mercy, uh, he wiped from the face of the earth the blight of that, that, that false deen. In the month of Dhul Qa'da of the same year, Abdullah bin Ubay ibn Salul, the Ra'isul Munafiqeen, the, the leader of the hypocrites, so he's not only the president but he's also a client, uh, 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 he died. Purely out of the goodness of his heart and on the account of his kindness and lofty disposition, uh, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam presented his own, uh, his own shirt, his own qamis, in which uh, uh, Abdullah bin Ubay was buried. He also participated in the funeral and burial when the most uh, uh, noble Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was about to lead the. The janaza prayer, the funerary prayer, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu objected, saying that Allah Ta'ala said about the munafiqeen, if you were to ask forgiveness for them or not, 
even if you sought forgiveness for them over or for forgiveness for them 70 times Allah would never forgive them the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam who is a mercy to all the worlds responded if i were to know that they would be forgiven if i asked more than 70 times i shall do so upon hearing this response sayyidina umar radiyallahu anhu became silent Thus the Messenger, most noble, led the funeral prayer. Thereupon the following verse was revealed to him. Do not ever perform the janazah, the funeral prayer of any of the uh, munafiqeen, of any of the uh, hypocrites or non-believers, nor stand ever at their gravesite. This verse for all time prohibited the Messenger of Allah وسلم, uh, or his companions from the participation in the funeral and burial of any burial of any kafir, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This was his softness and his kindness to uh, uh, the son of Abdullah bin Ubay, who uh, uh, who was a fervent and ardent believer. His father, on many times, uh, on many occasions, he uttered the uh, words of disrespect and words of disbelief. Uh, uh, and words of just plain, uh, just 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 plain hostility toward the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam restrained his companions from harming him. And there's a very famous hadith of Bukhari that once Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, upon hearing the words of kufr from Abdullah bin Ubay, asked for permission to dispatch him, and uh, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said no. He said that I don't want the people to say Muhammadun yaqtulu ashabahu. I don't want the people to say that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam kills his own companions. Because from the outside people would think this man became a Muslim. And he, he didn't want uh, Islam to be looked at as a, a, a matter of terror. That it's a punishment. Whoever becomes a Muslim, their life turns for the worst. Uh, like all a lot of, you know, kind of new aged and modern utopian movements like communism and and, and, and fascism and whatnot, the people, the Nazism, that people were, uh, you know, they, people fervently brought these movements because they thought that they were going to be something good and then they themselves get caught up in them, like the French Revolution, like uh, Maximilien Robespierre, that he becomes a great exponent of the revolution only to be the next uh, head lopped off of the guillotine. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam wasn't like that and he didn't want Islam to be seen like that. So we should be also careful in our harshness with one another uh, lest uh, we turn Islam into that thing that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, didn't want it to be. So the Messenger of Allah وسلم, out of honor uh, uh, to the son of Abdullah bin Ubay, he, uh, he honored Abdullah bin Ubay so that he wouldn't feel the stigma at the time of his father's death of the hypocrisy of his father. In fact, at one point, Abdullah bin Ubay uh, uttered the words of, of, of kufr and blasphemy and his own son came to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and said, Ya Rasulullah, maybe there's still some jahili and some ignorance left inside of me. If you were to have my father killed for his insolence at this time, then please uh, allow me to dispatch him because if someone else kills him, uh, uh, I, I don't know, perhaps the rage and anger of jahili, of ignorance will overtake me and I'll try to. Uh, I'll try to take vengeance on that person for having killed my father. So let me do it with my own hands, so I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to then uh, kill another believer because of this. Because of this thing, I don't know in my heart is it going to be something I can control or not. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was 
the mercy to mankind. He told them, don't worry, no one's going to kill your father today. Just go home and uh, and don't worry about it. But uh, this is the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa his final mercy that even though Allah Ta'ala revealed to him, seek forgiveness for them 70 times or don't seek forgiveness. Uh, 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 so seek forgiveness for them or don't seek forgiveness. Even if you sought forgiveness for them 70 times, Allah Ta'ala will not forgive them. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa still looked for that. For that, for that, 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 that slight uh, opening and that light at the end of the tunnel, that maybe if I sought forgiveness more than seventy times, it would make a difference. And then when Allah Taala closed that window completely, then the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam desisted from seeking forgiveness for that specific person and for such people. And this is also a beautiful lesson for us as well: never to close the doors of mercy on other people, and never to close the doors of praying for other people. You may dislike certain people in your life, but no one should hate another man uh, so much that it wouldn't make them happier that that person received guidance than, than, than that the person not receive guidance. And, uh, you know, you may dislike certain people, but you should never pray for a bad end for another person. You should never pray for a bad destiny for another person because the Messenger of Allah وسلم, his enemies were much more foul and disgusting than yours and mine's are. And he never, he never made that prayer for any of them. He never, made, he always till the last dying breath of every one of his enemies, his most fervent and ardent wish was that Allah Taala give them guidance and that that they uh, that they enter into Islam, and that he could cast aside the enmity that that the truth dictated that he have for them, uh, and embrace them as brothers. And whoever is able to do that, let them do it. And it's not easy. It's easier said than done. And whoever is not able to do it, at least let them put their foot down on their ego enough to admit that that is a superior way and let them ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, for, for that, uh, that it should enter into their heart and let them force themselves to pray for their enemies, uh, a sincere prayer. Uh, uh, pray for their enemies again and again. And the more it hurts then to do so, no, the more it hurts to do so, the more reward you're getting and the greater sign of your sincerity it is. And maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will uh, take away that enmity from a person and maybe by that enmity being taken away, Allah will give them guidance. And even if they remain rotten and horrible until the day that they die on the worst type of kufr, Allah ta'ala will have a slave that, that, that submitted himself uh, uh, to the master and the slave that's the most uh, submitted and the most obedient to the master, that's the one that's most worthy of being rewarded. The slave that most resembles the most beloved slave, that's the one that will be also next in turn most beloved. Najashi, the Negus uh, uh, and king of Abyssinia, also died during this year. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, was informed of uh, the Negus' death through the medium of revelation. He assembled his companions and performed the janazah, the funeral prayer of the Negus of Abyssinia in absentia. Uh, this is what they call janazatul ghaib. Uh, Malik rahimullah ta'ala said that this was not a normal, uh, uh, this was not a normal practice of the Messenger of Allah. Rather, this was exceptional. That through miraculous means, Allah subhanahu wa taala opened a window through space. In front of uh, uh, in front of uh, uh, the Prophet sallallahu so that the body of the negus was actually there, and the Messenger of Allah sallallahu prayed his janazah. 
uh, and this is Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria rahimullah ta'ala explains this that both in the Maliki and the Hanafi madhabs uh, this was considered a, an exceptional practice uh, whereas in the Shafi'i madhab uh, uh, this is uh, permissible for those who cannot reach the body that they should be able to pray the janazah of a body in absentia either way whoever the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa prays their janazah that person is truly fortunate and truly blessed and whoever dies on iman uh, whether a nabi prays their janazah or they have no janazah at all Whoever dies on Iman is fortunate and blessed. If we couldn't be from the former, at least we ask Allah Ta'ala to make us from the latter. Um, but the, the Negus of Abyssinia was a great man and he rendered great service to the Muslims and had great justice and had a great uh, uh, great uh, opening because of, because of his uh, pure-heartedness and kind-heartedness to those. Companions of the Messenger of Allah, Allah Ta'ala gave him, the, uh, gave him the tawfiq to die on Iman and the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam should. Uh, lead his janazah. Say the Umm Kalthum, the daughter of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, also passed away in this year. The tenth year of the hijrah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was when he himself performed Hajj. This Hajj was known as the Hajjatul Wada' or the farewell Hajj. It was known as such because he passed away three months after this hajj. So this is from the many fada'il and from the many virtues of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu that the pillar of Islam, uh, the pillar of Islam known as hajj was inaugurated by him. That the first hajj in Islam wasn't, uh, uh, wasn't uh, attended by the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa personally, rather he instructed Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu on how to perform the Hajj and the actual uh, uh, imara of Hajj was done by Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu uh, and then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa himself then would make Hajj uh, right before his passing and it's so beautiful that the life of this world uh, for the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa was only uh, and only for the fulfilling of the amana and the trust Allah gave him of revelation, of which there were two types. There's the revelation and word, which is the Quran itself. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after the last verses of the Quran were revealed, uh, 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 the last verse being, and fear uh, 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 your Lord uh, to whom you will be returned meaning a very clear sign of, of the passing of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa he passed away. And also from the great uh, uh, pillars of the Sharia, uh, Hajj was the great last pillar that remained uh, unfulfilled in the prophetic practice. That he had to, f- he had to uh, fulfill it in order for his own deen to be complete, and he had to show it to the people so that the sunnah could also be complete. And just a, a few months after he uh, performs his Hajjatul Wada, uh, um, he'll pass from this world, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the beauty is that he wasn't made for this world, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, nor is any believing person. Rather, he came and he did what he needed to, and then he went on to the uh, most high of companionship, and he went on to the life that was truly alive. And he went on to uh, uh, the uh, Watan, the homeland and the native land of every uh, uh, ruh and every spirit of, of Iman 
which is not Pakistan and India or Palestine or Syria or Egypt or the Arabian Peninsula or Poland or Russia. It's what? It's Jannah. It's Al-Jannah. And he went back. He went, went, went back. And sometimes, mashallah, our uh, fellow Americans, uh, uh, you know, in their uh, impetuousness, they uh, uh, give us some unsolicited advice. They say, go back where you came from. Inshallah, inshallah, my brothers and sisters, one day all of us will go back where we came from. By Allah's fadl, inshallah, all of us will go, inshallah. We'll all go, inshallah. And it will be happy day. And it will be, it will be the most Mubarak Eid that, that you've ever experienced, inshallah, that Allah Ta'ala will command His angels to hand us our book of deeds in our right-hand side by His fadl, Mirbani, inshallah. And He will uh, command them to show us honor and grace and we will be entered and called from the gates of Jannah. And Allah will give us a maqam forever and ever with His awliya. This is from Allah's fadl. Nobody knows for certain that they're going to get it. But we have a good opinion of the Lord. And we love Allah and we love His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And we love the companions of the Messenger of Allah. And we love this salat. And we love la ilaha illallah. And we love the divine name Allah, Allah. And we love the hajj, and we love to give sadaqah, and we love to give zakat, and we love to fast, and we love all of these things. And our hope is that, that, that our most fervent and sincere hope that is that even though we're not allowed to say that we have it 100% in the bag, but uh, inshallah, our good hope is that Allah Ta'ala will give us that, 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 that tawfiq, that one day we can act on the uh, uh, advice that may have not been so... Uh, altruistic and it's giving but we can act on the, this advice and go back where we came from inshallah and no one's going to bat an eyelash and want to come back to this world uh, thereafter ever <sighs> he departed sallallahu alayhi wa from Medina Munawwara on Saturday the 25th of Dhul Qa'dah after the Dhuhr prayer and he reached Makkah Mukarramah on the 4th of Dhul Hijjah more than a hundred thousand companions accompanied him on this occasion on the occasion of this Hajj, he delivered several discourses. The essence of all of his talks were that the people should learn the laws of Islam well because we may not hear uh, or in the future meet again. Amongst his advices and admonitions he gave were the following, that your blood, wealth, and honor are sacred uh, and to be honored by one another just like the sanctity of this day, uh, of the Mubarak day of Hajj, uh, and the Mubarak month of Hajj and the Mubarak most sacred land of Allah Ta'ala. And that soon you'll be gathered in the presence of Allah Ta'ala after your death and you'll be questioned regarding your deeds. And that all customs of Jahiliyyah of the time of ignorance have been crushed underfoot. Revenge that you, uh, that you desired for this blood that was spilled in a time of Jahiliyyah and the age of ignorance is not to be followed. All the debts uh, of riba are to be waived from one another uh, and we must not adopt kufr after uh, 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 after the prophet said we must not take the way of kufr after my death by slitting each other's throats and here the word kufr uh, means gross ingratitude to allah ta'ala and it's the same word for disbelief they said do not go and slip into a state of gross ingratitude to allah ta'ala a state that is in and of itself like the state of disbelief by, by killing each other. And, you know, the, the point was mentioned uh, a couple of points before that, you, that, that the Muslims have to honor each other's uh, uh, honor and property and lives. And that's a continuum because the person who 
can say ill about his brother, that person can physically harm their brother. And the person who can physically harm and steal from his brother, that person will kill his brother one day. And you see the entire Muslim world is filled with people killing each other, spilling each other's blood, and having no respect for the sanctity of of, of the life of a, a person who says La ilaha illallah. And the Messenger of Allah Ta'ala pleaded with this ummah that don't return to the ways of kufr and don't be so ungrateful to Allah Ta'ala for the gift that He gave all of us that we should kill one another after He passes from this world. And so anyone who wishes to take this uh, advice uh, uh, and heed this advice and take this advice seriously, let them not speak ill of his, their brother or their sister. Let them not speak ill of one another's race. Let them not speak ill of one another's uh, 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 one another's gender, identity, ethnicity. Let people refer to one another in terms of honor and honorable terms and protect one another rather than uh, speaking ill of one another lest we be the one who opens the door uh, that will lead to something much, uh, much worse and much more terrible. Rasulullah gave the advice that people should obey their rulers that govern over them according to the book of Allah and that the Messenger of Allah told the men to fear Allah Ta'ala with regards to their women, with regards to their wives and sisters and mothers and to fulfill their rights in full measure. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I'm leaving with you two things. Uh, if you hold fast to them, you'll never go astray after me. Uh, the book of Allah Ta'ala and my sunnah. After having concluded his discourse, he said, O oh people, on the day of judgment you will be, on the day of resurrection you will be questioned regarding me. What will you say? The assembly responded, we, we shall say that you delivered Allah's law to us. Thereafter, raising his finger toward the heavens, he exclaimed, O oh Allah, be witness. At the time of sacrifice, he sacrificed 100 camels. He slaughtered 63 with his own blessed hand, while Sayyidina Ali who slaughtered the remaining 37, as if it was a slaughter of one camel for uh, each year of his Mubarak life. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala give all of us tawfiq of acting on the, or for, uh, to act on the advices of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And may Allah Ta'ala make us amongst those who are grateful, uh, who are grateful for his blessings. May Allah Ta'ala protect us from ever being ungrateful that we should ever harm another person of la ilaha illallah and thereby uh, hurt the heart of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and incur the anger and wrath of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala who made every person and every heart that says la ilaha illallah sacred, more sacred than the Kaaba itself. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala give us tawfiq to love one another and to give life to one another. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give tawfiq to the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa that those people who don't honor one another, that, that the, 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 the value of, of and the ability to give value to one another enters into their hearts and that we can turn a, a new leaf and live a better tomorrow than the today that we were living. Allah Ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.